Welcome to the Mary Jane Experience. Unbiased, unabridged, and most of all, informative. From our mountaintop view here in Colorado, here's how we see the cannabis industry today. It's 2018. Let's look at weed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mary Jane Experience. I'm Casey Jones alongside Strawberry Sequoia. Uh, This week's podcast, we have something really, really interesting. Strawberry Sequoia had the privilege of talking to the co-founder of the International Church of Cannabis here in Denver, Colorado. Strawberry Sequoia set this one up for us. This one's cool. Yeah, so really excited about this interview. I spoke with Lee Malloy, um, as Casey Jones said, one of the co-founders of the International Church of Cannabis. And Lee, as you'll hear in the interview, sort of just explained to us about the church, where how they got started. Um, they have all this incredible artwork all over the church. It's just a really cool space in general. And then the idea of becoming an elevationist, or um, the religion name elevationism, and sort of how you can use cannabis to find a better you, to tap into spirituality. Um, But none of the dogma and kind of bullshit of (laughs) your typical church service. So There's there's no burning in the eternal hellfire of cannabis. (laughs) Exactly. And you get you don't have to convert. You know, you can be a Christian or a Jew or whatever you want to be, mm-hmm. um, and also be an elevationist if you just want to use cannabis to find a better life. So I know that you found the International Church of Cannabis. How did how did that come about? Where did did it just pop up in your social feed, or, or where did you find this? I think I was kind of searching a, around the idea of cannabis for spirituality. And, you know, just internet searching. And I I came across this and I was like, oh, my God, it's in Denver. We're based in Boulder, so it's it's right around the corner. Um, And this is something I can really subscribe to because I'm not a super religious person, but I do feel like cannabis brings me closer to a spiritual state. And so I just had to reach out. And Lee was wonderful um, in getting in contact with me. So Awesome. And we will 100% be attending the International Church of Cannabis. We will come back with a follow-up episode about that because I am I am super interested. The space looks amazing. It's got crazy, almost psychedelic art all over, all over the walls. They have great music all the time. So we're going to go check that out. We're going to come back. We're going to give you the, the true inside information about that. So. Definitely. And we'll be posting pictures on our blog, which you can find at maryjaneexperience.com slash blog. And you can see all of that, the transcript of this. But right now, let's just jump right into it. Here is our interview with Lee Malloy of the International Church of Cannabis. Hey everybody, Strawberry Sequoia here. This is the Mary Jane Experience. I'm excited to be here today with Lee Malloy. He's a co-founding member of the International Church of Cannabis located in Denver, Colorado. This church is hoping to help people find and create the best versions of themselves through what they consider to be a sacred plant, cannabis. Lee, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. 
Of course. So excited to have you on. And uh, I'll just kick things right off. I'm super curious to hear what inspired you on your journey to create the Church of Cannabis. Well, we were very fortunate to uh, have uh, access to the, to the facility here, the actual church building itself. Um, so rather than turn that building into condos or uh, something else, uh, we decided what would be a better use of building in the neighborhood and what church, uh, and we decided to keep it as a church. It's a beautiful building. It's a beautiful piece of architecture. You know, uh, it really doesn't, we don't really need any more condos in this part of Denver. So uh, we decided what kind of a church could we uh, go to? You know, coming from different backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, different traditions, different countries as a group of people. Uh, so, you know, we decided that the, uh, the sacrament of cannabis was really what was bringing us together in terms of, you know, being able to sit and ritually use that and talk about things. And the church location was a perfect location to do it in. So we were able to manifest, uh, that dream of creating the church of cannabis right here in Denver. And that's what we did. I love it. Um, I, it's really interesting that it sort of started out location-based. You had this this building and and how better to use it, but to bring people together. Like that's a great story there. Thanks. Yeah. And, and your church looks beautiful, by the way, I have not been there and I hope to make it down. I'm in Boulder. So hope to make it down to Denver soon and check it out, but it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, I would say it was one of the, the premier tourist attractions here in Denver. In fact, Atlas Obscura has it as the number two thing to do if you're visiting Denver. Uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to have uh, world-class artists who have lent their talents to the church, both on the outside facade, the inside of the chapel, in the basement and other places in the, in the church. So we have like, you know, people whose work you're going to find in the Guggenheim Museum, in, in the Museum of Modern Art, in private collections of multi-millionaires and billionaires all over the world, uh, lending their work here for free. Uh, to create what is truly a unique asset, I think, to Denver and to the community in Denver, both as a church for the community and also as a place for tourists and locals to visit and enjoy for just for what it is. Absolutely. So could you walk us through what a typical service might look like if, if we were to attend? Okay, well, uh, I'm sure yourself or many of your listeners have been to church services in the past. Uh, and if you can imagine what that is like uh, and multiply the amount of weed that you, you have there <laughs> and, and then uh, cut back on the amount of dogma that you might have there because we're much more open to different ideas, then you'll probably find somewhere in the middle what our church service is like. We have a speaker, we have music, we have fellowship time, we organize doing community stuff like going out and giving uh, warm clothes and food to the homeless, to raising money, uh, to doing uh, uh, toys for tots at the Christmas period, to going out doing street cleaning, it, you know, in the community. Typical church stuff, less dogma, more weed. I like that. <laughs> Um, so, you know, to go along with, with that idea, sort of what is it about cannabis that elevationists and elevationists is what, um, you're calling sort of your religion, right? Yes. Um, so what is it? 
Oh, elevationism, sorry. Or you would be an elevationist if you Correct. were apart. Yeah. So what is it about cannabis that elevationists believe can bring you towards your best self or, or towards more a more spiritual state? I think that the, the, the most important thing about cannabis, especially when it's used in, in a mindful and ritualistic way, is it helps you to break down uh, barriers or past perceptions that have been implanted into you as a child that you no longer even think about. You're an American. Uh, you're uh, a Christian. You know, you're uh, straight. You know, whatever these things are, they're kind of implanted upon you before you've had a chance to have a decision in, in the making of them. Uh, what elevationists do with marijuana is by using it and start to think about this. Why am, I, why am I an American? What makes me an American? What is it that defines an American? And you start to break down these ideas. Now, you can do that secularly, in a secular conversation like that, or you can do that by saying, okay, what makes you Jewish? What makes me uh, Christian? What makes you Muslim? What makes you a pagan? What makes us different? And then when you break that down, you're really finding out not what makes you different, but what makes you the same. And it is in finding what makes us the same that elevates us up to a higher level, to a better understanding of ourselves and of our greater community. Very well said. Um, I love that. And it reminds me of a book that came out fairly recently uh, by Michael Pollan, and it's called How to Change Your Mind. And um, he actually uses LSD and microdosing. But same kind of concept where it's, you know, all these ideas you have about yourself for your whole life um, how can we change that to become a better person and to make the world a better place? Right. So um, I love that idea. So how, if you subscribe to this notion, if you think you might want to become an elevationist, um, how would you go about doing that? Well, I mean, you just have to like think about what it is you're doing while using ritual cannabis and you and have a ritualistic mind, mindful uh, way of doing it. You don't have to come here to the Church of Cannabis if you don't want to, although, of course, everybody is welcome to attend. Uh, but you could be sitting there on your own, you know, in I know, Iowa or in Florida or wherever it might be and still follow an elevationist ideal by smoking your, uh, or using your cannabis in a ritualistic way and using it to ritualistically think about your life and how you improve your life. Uh, so that so that you are you can be an elevationist while still living uh, and going to like a Christian church, for example. We have people that go to church on Sundays as a Christian and yet still come here as their kind of second church, you know, because we're not we're not telling anybody or anybody that they need to convert from what, what they were to become something new because you're. That's not what this is about. You're, you can be all of the above at the same time. You know, you, you don't have to like fit into one box. Okay, so. I love it. Um, so yeah, That's really not what we're saying. Yeah. But specifically, as you, I, I guess where you were going is how do you become a member of this, or this physical church here? Well, you go online, you fill in, you know, you answer a couple of questions, it, it gets taken a look at, and then you get invited to attend a church ceremony, uh, a service, uh, which we have every Friday and have had for a couple of years now, every Friday evenings, although we're a certain move in the day of the week. Um, but we have, uh, you know, you'll be invited to that, and then you can come along, attend the service. Uh, you just have to be able to prove you're over 21. We're still, like, have to abide by all the laws. 
you know, and show that it, you got a private invitation to attend service here at the church. And that's how you can uh, actually do that here at, at, at the church cannabis in Denver. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, we, we stay complicit with uh, the laws and being good neighbors, you know. Absolutely. That was actually going to be one of my later questions, but I'll just um, kind of throw it out there since you brought it up. Um, sort of, are you technically classified as a religious institution? And does that, you know, provide any benefits as far as, you know, using cannabis uh, with, you know, groups of people? Um, and uh, what- no, uh, yes and no. Yes, we are a religious organization. We are a 501c3 organization, religious organization as recognized by the federal government. So that is a fact. Uh, we are, uh, but that doesn't, that doesn't give you any uh, privileges, uh, you know, to break the law, you know. Why yeah. would it? You know, <laughs> part of our religion was like, you know, uh, chopping the heads off of dogs and throwing them into the streets, <laughs> you know. That I don't think people would go, oh, it's their religion, that's fine, you know. So it's not, it's not really about that. It's more about like having a little bit of respect and uh, – about going through that process and having people say, well, I guess they don't seem completely crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but it's still, if we're breaking the law, we're breaking the law. And, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're disputing that right now, that that's, uh, that that's something that should be happening in a place like this, in a state where it's legal anyway. You know? Yeah, certainly. Now it's, it's just one of those difficult things and, and, you know, I was sort of curious about those different little struggles and frustrations that you might have to deal with on this venture. Um, right. If you tell us about that, yeah, I think the. I mean, there are there have definitely been struggles. Uh, you know, when, when when we first opened, I think you know there is a general a general fear of the unknown in people. So when people like directly like around start hearing oh it's a church academy what will they be doing there you know and there's a kind of a fear of that you know and they probably imagined it to be a lot more debaucherous than it actually is you know uh and uh, when they realized after a couple of months that you know they they forgot we were here because we're typically very quiet you know yeah Um, then uh you know that, that kind of fear goes away you know i mean we've been able to have some people like melissa etheridge come and play here you know which is nice we've had you know other people come and play music here uh and uh, i've been able to attract you know some some nice uh celebrity types to be a part of this as well uh which i think helps a little bit in just kind of making people a little bit less afraid you know when they Certainly. see it yeah interesting well I certainly am not afraid and I'm very excited to attend one of these, especially after hearing you talk about it, because you're clearly just a very, you know, intelligent and well-spoken person. You're not just some, you know, stoner that's like, let's all take a bunch of bong rips together. Right. Talk about God or something. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, it's great to be able to actually hear your perspective on that. Um, and especially for, maybe your community beyond Denver and just the general overall, as you said, anyone can be an elevationist. Right. And like we get inquiries all the time from people like literally all around the country, you know, I'll be answering emails and people want to know how they can start their own church or, you know, what they can do. 
uh, of which I haven't really got a very good answer for right now because we're still discovering those answers. You know, we're still making this work and figuring out how it all comes together. But what somebody can do is just, you know, have their own ritual ritualistic use, you know, of, of cannabis as a sacrament. You know, if you ritually sit in a t- at a time, you use the same equipment, you do things in the same way, and you prepare your mind in a certain way, you can go ahead and just be an elevationist outside of this church. You don't have to be in this building to do it. And I think that's, that's an important message to get out there, that people can, like, have a more... Uh, grown-up ritualistic use of cannabis. You know, it doesn't happen. It doesn't have to be about Cheech and Chongin and Howard and Kumaring <laughs> around the world. You know, certainly, yeah. And that does differentiate you from you know church in general, where you know God must speak through somebody else to get to you. You know, it's it's great to hear somebody saying you can you can do this anywhere. Um, right. And I have to ask, just because I know this is a huge trend in. Um, traditional churches is live streaming and are you trying to do that and are you allowed to do that uh i mean that's a good question uh live streaming yeah i i I think we can do it i don't think there's any reason why we can't do it uh there might be some reasons why it's not advisable for us to do it and also (laughs) just from the point of view of the of the people that are in attendance, you know, there are people that sometimes are in jobs that don't necessarily want to be seen in an audience uh, of cannabis users or whatever it might be, you know. True. It, you know might, there's, there's these kind of issues that we all have to consider as well. So pretty, pretty much on a privacy state, uh, we haven't been live streaming, uh, although we do put, like, clips up on uh, Instagram or whatever of musicians sometimes, you know, just of the band playing if they're you know particularly good because uh typically that's not an issue yeah nice yeah and, and i um i will throw some links onto the blog after the podcast i notice you have some resources on your website if people are interested to learn a little, a little more um and just before i guess we close is there anything else you'd like to add or any message you'd like to share uh I guess the, mo- the most important thing for me uh, that I would like people to know is that, you know, you don't, you should be open and uh, uh, come, and, come and check the place out. If you're local to Colorado, you're in Denver, come and, w- come and visit with us. Come see what it's all about. Uh, take a little bit more time to take it a little bit more seriously because I think what happens is people hear of something like this and they immediately jump to like, it, you know, it's a Harold and Kumar movie in the making or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, uh, which it isn't, you know. And so, like, we want a little bit more respect and, like, the respect we give our community and we give our local neighbours, uh, you know, I think we deserve in return. And, uh, you know, I just want like, people to know, just check it out and take it seriously and hopefully, you know, realise that we're, we're good actors in our community and we'll continue to be so. Well, that's perfect. And I encourage everyone to do exactly that, Follow the links that we'll post on our blog and check them out even online. Um, And if you're local, head over there. I'm going over there myself and I will see you there. Lee, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great one.
All right, that was Strawberry Sequoia talking with Lee Malloy of the International Church of Cannabis. Um, as we said earlier, we are definitely going to go attend one of these things. Um, that way we can kind of give an insider's view from an objective side of the world of what it's all about. You know, just hearing Lee talk about the church sounds like it's it's pretty much kind of a gathering for people that want to, you know, experience marijuana in a community of uh, like-minded users. So we're sure it's going to be kind of just like that, but either way, it's going to be awesome and super cool. Um, so yeah, we will definitely come back with more on that. Uh, again, we'd like to thank Lobo Loco for providing a little bit of intro and outro music for us today. Uh, again, you can find him on freemusicarchive.org. If you're listening, Lobo, reach out to us. Your stuff is awesome. Um, anyway, thanks again, guys, for the listen. Follow us on maryjaneexperience.com for all the podcasts available on SoundCloud as well as iTunes. Uh, give us a look and a listen and a follow on social media as well. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, um, and Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us as always. We want to hear what is going on on the streets of cannabis, what you're using, what you like, don't like, etc. This has been another production of the Mary Jane Experience with your hosts, Casey Jones and Strawberry Sequoia. Thank you so much for the listen. Mm-hmm.